0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Glad to spend some time with you guys again today. Uh, it's Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. We haven't had much sun here. We were on a stretch where I was bragging about how sunny and beautiful it was literally every single day for like a whole month of May. And ever since June hit, I don't think we've had a sunny day in June. My tan. My immaculate deep tan is starting to disappear. Dude, I was probably I was probably the darkest person in the state of Maine, other than like a black guy. It's like it was like all the white people, then me, then the black people. <laughs> Literally. I was outside every single day in the sun. I'm still outside a lot. I like to get out, and get my bare feet in the earth, and even in, in the rain, you know, I was playing with Bane in the rain yesterday. It's so good to get outside, man. That's why. I just could never live in a city. I don't know how people live in the city. That blows my mind, blows my mind. I would be so unhappy. And I think that people in the city think they would be unhappy, but if they spent like a month or two in the country, I think their entire perspective would change. Don't get me wrong. I mean, visiting a city can be cool, I guess. If you like waiting literally for everything and loud and trash and just all that other stuff <laughs> and really toxic tap water, you know what I mean? I just could never imagine it, you know? It's like these uh, guys, these ultra-wealthy guys that get these penthouses in New York City. It's just, I don't know. You Even when you're super, super wealthy, like, yeah, your, your penthouse, you could drive your car in and it'll literally... Take your car in an elevator with you in it all the way up to your top floor penthouse. But anywhere you want to go to dinner, you're gonna wait in traffic like everybody else. You want to go to the airport, you're gonna wait in traffic like everybody else. You know what I mean? So it's like even having an exorbitant amount of money, yeah, you can have a much nicer car to sit and wait in traffic in. (laughs) And a driver, I guess that makes it easier, but you're still waiting in traffic. You know what I'm saying? It's like Even with a massive amount of money Unless you have a helicopter And a landing pad on top of your penthouse You're at the mercy of the same things Even the most common person is You know, that's why I just I I would never Maybe I'd have a spot You know, I've always kind of played around with the idea Of having a spot in Miami uh, When some things in my life get uh, When we're victorious In certain endeavors right now uh, In my life, you know I'm going to really start to I think I'm going to get us, uh, well, we're, we're, you know, I'm looking at a place with my parents right now out in the middle of nowhere um, in, a, in a southern state, in a very free state. We're looking at a couple of the most free states uh, in the country. Most people think that's Texas. That seems like the obvious answer. Uh, I don't trust Texas, and I'll tell you why these, the liberals from California have absolutely ruined California. California in some places is like a third world country, if not worse. There was a, there was an um, immigrant from, I can't remember if it was Syria or something like that, that was like, dude, it's worse here (laughs) than it was over there. Like, look at some of these places. It's like California, these, these liberals have completely destroyed their, their state. And so what they're doing now is they're moving to places like Texas, especially with how cheap Texas is because it's so huge. And uh, what they do is instead of recognizing like, hey, uh, all the policies that we voted for in California completely destroyed it. uh, Instead of changing how we vote or maybe how some of our ideological stances we're going to bring that same garbage here And I, I there. a lot of people are moving to Texas And there are some communities in Texas Like I look at places like Austin That are getting liberal And it's like the same thing Is going to happen there The same thing Liberalism is uh, it's, it's a cancer And it spreads, it eats, it destroys uh, Because it is It is the devil's ideology It is, it's Satan Liberalism is Satan. Now, there's some bad things on the conservative side, too, but liberalism is quite literally Satan's Satan's way of getting into people's minds uh, and Satan's way of infecting and destroying countries and getting them to turn over. Liberalism is like the worldview. It's the worldview. Liberalism, to me, is Babylon. Like when you read the book of Revelation, you know, uh, the world, Babylon, the beast and the harlot, You know, to me, a lot of that is going to be brought on by liberalism. (laughs) But anyways, all that goes to say is uh, I, I don't think I could live in a city. I do not think I could live in a city. In fact, I know I couldn't live in a city. There's no way I'd be very unhappy. You know, I like my dog to be able to run. I like my animals. You know, and I feel bad, man. I feel bad for people that have these dogs like German shepherds. And blue healers and these dogs that are meant to work and run and play literally all day long, they've got them cramped in these little one-bedroom apartments that they pay forty-five hundred dollars a month for, and the dog gets to go for maybe a walk, maybe a walk every day, and it's like I, I don't think you should be allowed. You know, I, 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 if I were a breeder, the first thing I would be looking at is the person's living situation. <sighs> And if their living situation wasn't conducive to the lifestyle that, you know, uh, the dog that I'm breeding needs to have, they wouldn't get the dog. It's that simple. You know, I wish more breeders were responsible like that. Because, you know, German Shepherds not meant to be cooped up in a house 10 hours a day and get out for 30 minutes to poop and pee and maybe walk with you and then go back in the house. It's It's not what they're bred to do. Like Bane will go all day long. If you let him out at five o'clock in the morning and just let him go, he will not stop until nine o'clock at night. He'll go for 15 hours straight like a psycho. That's what they're bred to do. They've got that motor in them. You know, it's so funny. Like, I I can just think of days where I've been out with him like all day from probably like nine to nine. And I'm just blown away by how he just at nine o'clock at night, He's still ready to play. If I were to pick up a stick and throw it, he gets a little bit more calm. You know, he'll lay next to me by the fire, but then he'll get up and he'll go get a stick. You know what I mean? I have a lot of thoughts on responsible dog ownership, but we don't have to get into all that today. Don't have to get into all that today. Um, I guess, uh, you know, what I wanted to talk about with you guys today is to remind everybody of a couple of things. Number one, if you're doing, and we've we've mulched through this concept many, many times, but I really want to drive it home. If you are doing what 99% of the population is doing, if you're behaving like 99% of the population is behaving, you're going to end up looking like, living like 99% of the population. Many people, I think everybody hopes deep down, even if they say they don't want to, it's a piece of gum. Uh, even if they say they don't want to, deep down, I believe everybody wants to break the mold and be successful. And how much that shows in your adult life, I think it's dependent on how much of that you've let be beat out of you. Like, what beats the urge to be successful out of us? What beats us into complacency? Because that's what happens in life. People, people, little kids are not complacent. Watch little kids play. They take risks. They push boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, little kids have that fire in them. Just watch some little kids play on the playground. Watch, You know what I'm saying? Just think about your sons or daughters when they were younger or right now if they are younger. They've got that fire in them. They've got that, again, risk-taking behavior, drive, um, enthusiasm for life and the little things. So where do we lose that? I think it's a couple things, and it's, it's good to be aware of these things so you can help shape your children in the future, but also undo some of the things that have been done to you. I think public education is at the top of the list. <clears throat> public education does not inspire. Public education barely educates public education, when you look at the founders of public education, many of them that put this system together, um, some of the things that they said about it and people are just evil. It's just to make worker drones. It's to make compliant worker drones. This is what time you show up. We're going to tell you what to do all day. And then this is what time you're allowed to leave. They're preparing you. For a lifetime of eight-hour workdays. Why do you think school's eight hours? Because it's an eight-hour workday. Why do you go to school forty hours a week? Because you go to you go to work forty hours a week. They have made intelligently a system that produces good worker bees. So public education is at the top of the list. Number two is trauma, things that happen to us when we're kids, whether it's a divorce. Which, if you're listening to me and you're married and maybe things are going rough in your marriage right now and you've got kids, I'm gonna to I'm I will tell you right now, I'll tell you this to your face. I don't care what your circumstances are, there's no excuse for a divorce. Ever. Ever. There's no excuse. Well, he cheated on me, she cheated on me, blah 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 blah. We haven't been in the same bed, but fix it. Figure it out, fix it. It's that simple. Be a man, be a woman, fix it. Especially if you have kids. So trauma, you know, the divorce of our parents, maybe an abusive parent or parents. Other things, I mean, we go through the list of trauma that could happen to you when you're a kid. I think trauma, number two. Number three would be disappointments and hardships. So I want to separate out, like trauma, I'm thinking like traumatic. Like, it's so funny now, the word trauma has been watered down. You know, if a guy looks at a girl stares at her too long on a bus, you know, that's, that's considered traumatic now (laughs) because people are so soft and we've let women just run their mouths for so long now. It's just ridiculous. Um, but, uh, so, so stupid. Um, I'm separating out trauma, like real trauma. Like I said before, abuse, death early on in your life, um, of parents or siblings, things like that from obstacles and hardships. I think that obstacles and hardships and disappointments uh, beat us down, beat our spirit down. You know, the first time you fail a test, the first time you don't get picked to start on the lacrosse team, the first time, things like that, little things, but big things at the time, like not getting picked for the lacrosse team. You know, when you're 50 years old, you don't think about it. Maybe every once in a while, that disappointment still stings a little bit, but um, at the time, it seems world-ending to you, right? Not making the cheerleading squad. Not getting accepted into the schools that you wanted to get accepted into. Things like this. Buffet the sides of us um, into submission. Like a ship on water. You know what I mean? And it, 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 quite literally, speaking of ships on water, over time, it takes the wind out of our sails. It takes the wind out of our sails. So I think um, you know it's a combination of public education, trauma, and hardships, obstacles, and disappointments that beat it out of us. I think also, if I could add a fourth thing, just existing around a bunch of other very average people also beats us into submission and makes us give up on our ambitions. You know, your friends are average, your co-workers are average, everybody in your life is average. And what do average people do? It's the crabs in the bucket, man. They try to drag you back down because they don't, people in your life don't want you to level up because it's going to put pressure on them to level up. They don't want that. It's easier to discourage you than it is for them to get better. Does that make sense? So I think that be, so that's why your circle is so important. Like I don't hang around with or even associate with like average people. Nobody in my life is average. Everybody in my life that I'm close with is doing something great. I don't associate with average people because it's a disease and it'll it'll affect your mindset. So I think being around average people and letting them get into your head and even if they don't say it out loud, I think just being around them like if they're if you hang around four smokers, you're going to be the fifth. Might not be for a week, might not be for a month, might take a year, but at some point you're going to pick up a cigarette and start smoking. So I want you to think about these things that shape us and mold us and beat us into the earth. At what point did you lose that fire in your soul to be great? At what point? Is there a conscious moment that you can think about where you gave up and resigned yourself to being average or do you think it was a slow de-evolution? into mediocrity I want you to think about this and honestly reflect on this and some of you listening to me are on your way to greatness and you're aware of it, you're conscious of it and that's awesome and maybe this doesn't apply to you but to my listeners that are stuck in a rut that are just day to day, bill to bill, paycheck to paycheck I want you to really think about what I had to say to you today Really think about what I had to say to you today Because all of these things that we just mentioned Have probably a combination of every single one Have beat people into resignation Have beat people into just acceptance Of the status quo And I want to challenge you today And let you know that no matter what you've been through No matter how you feel No matter how old you are You always have a shot to turn it around And it starts today It starts today. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's not next month. It's not, well, the fourth quarter. No, it's today. It's today. And the best thing you can do is start to do things that make you uncomfortable. And we'll touch on that in another episode. All right. I love you guys. Hopefully this helped. Let's talk soon. Bye-bye.